0: So please join me on this journey of learning, self-growth, and connection with your source. Hi, and welcome to the It Is Top podcast. This is episode 580 for the six of Tamos in a regular year. So can you think back to the last time that you saw the moon, in its full glory, maybe you were outside somewhere, maybe more in a country type of environment where you looked up and the moon, moon was just shining really brightly, maybe it was a full moon, maybe even if it wasn't a full moon, it just really struck you and you looked up at the moon. I know I've when I see this kind of thing, when I really see the moon very prominently, I feel like there's something almost magical about the radiance that comes out of the moon. It's really beautiful, sometimes they take a picture. you know. So what's interesting about this is we call it moonlight Like that—that's the—that's what we refer to it as. But really, if we wanted to be really technical about it, it's actually not moonlight at all. (laughs) Actually, what we're looking at when we look up and see the moon is sunlight, right? So it's really what we're what we're seeing is the light of the sun as it's reflected off of the moon. But yet we refer to it as moonlight, and this is how we reference it. And people wouldn't really get what you were saying if you were to say to them, oh, the other day I looked up at the, at the sky and I saw some really nice sunlight coming off of the moon. Like it just, it's, it, it makes more sense and it kind of just like rolls off the tongue better when we just say, I looked up and I, and I was gazing at the moonlight. So all of this is the, the exact analogy actually that the Ultra is going to give us today in terms of understanding the creation of all things in the world. So if you remember what it is that we've been talking about in the last few episodes, specifically in yesterday's episode, and so please go back and listen to it if you want to be caught up, if you haven't already. Uh, but the basic idea is that while on the one hand, we know that the world was created through the 10 utterances of creation that appear in this in the book of Reishis. But then when we say that, when we say that every single thing in the entirety of the world, every single rock, every single plant, every single person, every single thing in the world was created through those 10 utterances, it strikes us at first as a little bit puzzling because after all, those are only 10 utterances. So how does that make sense? So we started talking about this yesterday and we started talking about how it's specifically the letters of those 10 utterances, the letters that the 22 letters of the Hebrew alphabet, which are the building blocks behind all of creation. And so what the way it works is that in those 10 utterances, those letters become manifest in a very overt kind of way, in a very radiant kind of way. And then in order to create everything else in the world, which is not as radiant, which doesn't manifest godliness in as explicit a kind of way, these letters combined and got substituted and went through various different transpositions and things like that. And that is what brought about the creation of everything, everything else that we see in our world. So the way to explain this in terms of moonlight and sunlight is that the way we can understand this is we can say that those original 10 utterances of creation can be thought of as the sun or as sunlight, maybe we can say. So that, so those 10 utterances are sunlight. And then all the other Things in creation, all the other words that are the basis of everything else in creation, because everything in creation really at its fundamental uh, point. The fundamental essence of everything is its Hebrew name. So a rock, for example, is an Evan in Hebrew. Aleph Bet Nun. That's the fundamental essence of the rock. So each one of these other things in creation can be thought of as the moonlight. So what it's doing is it, yes, it's coming from that those 10 utterances of creation, but in this more reflective way. It's not as direct. So that's the basic idea. So let's get into the text now and see how the ultraba explains this. And super exciting. I've mentioned this yesterday as well that we're actually finishing a safer today. We're finishing the uh, the section of the Tanya known as the Shariah Chorba This is the end of chapter 12. So it's we're doing another Seum here. Very cool. This is our second so far. We finished Likuteit uh, Amarim and now we're going to finish Shariah Chorba Munah. So... Really excited to be with you guys in this journey and hopefully we will continue to complete all of the sections of the Tanya herein. So yeah, so here we go. So for today, so the ultraver gets right into it. And he says that this whole idea of how it works with the letters of the 10 utterances of creation, and then how they get permutated and combined and transposed and all of that stuff. It is a way, the way that we can understand this is by way of analogy, looking at the light that shines at night on earth from the, from the moon. So moonlight, right? And the moonlight actually comes from the sun, and we find that the light that we're seeing here on Earth, like when it's nighttime, is actually light from the sun. So even if, let's say you don't, so the ultra is even taking it one step further even if you're not looking up directly at the at the moon and seeing this um, the moon and seeing this amazing radiance of the moon even if you're just walking around at night and let's say you're walking around and there's no uh artificial light or anything like that the fact that you can see things at night this is due to the moonlight but in fact what the ultraviolet is reminding us is it's actually not moonlight it's not light that's coming from the moon it's actually light that's coming from the sun and the Altarpist says that this is exactly the same way that it works in terms of the letters that are in the 10 utterances, that these 10 utterances contain within them, they are like the collectivity of the, the flow of vitality and light and the power from God's attributes to create all of the worlds from something to nothing in order to, uh, to vi- vitalize them and bring them into existence. So long as this is God's will, so everything originates from God's will, right? And God's willing this, these vital flows of energy to come down. And so then from these more general types of, uh, of vital flows, then God then also radiated and brought down from them like different offshoots, to shine and come forth out of it which what are these different offshoots that come out these are the derivations and the vitality that comes from the light of the letters and this man of us as the different types of combinations of the letters and the different types of transpositions of the letters and this is how god creates every single individual thing in the world and so now not only was there this like original like reflection off from the light but god continued from the original light but god continued to have this this radiance descend from the lights of the of the original letters. And so too, he continued to have this descent happen until it came down here in this long chain of descent. So it's like when we think about the moon and the sun, that's only like one stepper moves. Like you have the sun and then you have the moon that reflects the light of the sun. But the ultra is telling us here that in terms of the letters and in the terms of types of different forms of creation, there's that original reflection, like that original permutation and combination from the 10 utterances. But then from that that next level of combination, permutation, transposition, whatever you want to call it, uh, uh, then there can be another one that comes from there and another one and another one. So that there's like many, many steps removed from that origin- those original utterances until the point that we can get to something which is so hit its vital flow is so uh, muted it's so hidden in it and an example of this says the ultra rabbit is like we see like to the point that we can create something that's totally inanimate like like stones or like dirt right so it's like when we look at stones and dirt it's like the vital flow within it is so far removed stones and dirt don't they don't breathe they don't talk they don't grow they don't do anything they literally just sit there like it's like they really really don't have a a strong manifestation of God's light within them. And this is because they came about through many, many, many transpositions and substitutions and combinations of those original letters of creation. And so then the altar break is really specific with this. And he says that this, this is what, so this means that the the words that are, uh, like the names of these types of creation. So evan, which is a rock or a stone, and afar, which is dirt or like earth in the ground. These are, These words are made up of different substitutions and different uh, transpositions and transpositions of transpositions of letters. So it's like it went through many, many, many types of, um, of combinations and like, you know, chains of descent until we got there. So that's it. This is it. We concluded the, uh, the Sefer. the safer, safer So crazy exciting. Um, the the book concludes this. He says here, which literally means that we have finished the second part, meaning the second part of Tanya, with the help of the holy and supernal God. So really cool. You guys, thank you so much to all of you who have been following me along in this journey. I know that I've been gaining so much from it. I have definitely been learning Tanya on a whole new level in teaching these podcasts to you guys. And I hope that and I've really been seeing how it's affecting my life, how these ideas seep into my life. Um, So it's really a very powerful tool, a very powerful meditation tool, the Tanya, where it's like, even if you're not necessarily uh, literally thinking about these ideas in your day-to-day life, like letters and permutations and combinations, it's like when you do take that time, uh, whether it's in the morning or at some point in your day to really think about these ideas and really dedicate and devote yourself to learning the text in the way that we've been doing. I really I personally see and I you know I'd lo- love to hear from you guys if you can vouch for this as well. It somehow does change your mind. It changes your thinking process. It it helps you live in this world. In on a slightly different plane than you would have otherwise where you can have this like deeper appreciation a deeper sensitivity to the godliness underlying everything so yeah so to be continued and to beginning tomorrow we will be beginning a, a new safer Igera chuva this is the uh epistle of repentance i guess we could call it and so that's going to tell us all about what would teach us what it is that shuva is which is again loosely translated as repentance but we'll learn that it's actually a whole lot more than that and not really repentance in the way that we usually kind of think about it and so um stay tuned and i will speak with you then thanks for listening to the it is top podcast hosted by Sereed switzer